And hello and welcome to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Thank you so very much for tuning in, especially to one of our Thursday shows. Just my favorite day of the week, Thursday, because we always have a wonderful guest, usually in studio, a one-hour more in-depth conversation. And we also have a wonderful in-studio audience. I want to thank everyone for coming. Love having you here. Love having the in-studio audience. I also periodically want to thank when you hear that music, whenever I hear that music, I think a lot of people have that, uh, this memory. It reminds them of this show. Show. It's so tied to the show. And I want to thank Krista Branch. She's the one. She's a singer of I Am America. She's a singer. Her husband is the musician. He is the lyric writer. And together they made that song. They toured the country with Herman Cain doing that song and really encouraging people to believe that they are, they shape America's future, which is a basic message of my show. America is run by the people who step up and take action and take care of our country. So again, welcome to America Can We Talk. Our guest today is in studio. His name is Yako Boyens. And I checked back this morning, getting ready for today to see when he was last on. It was November of 2021, which is quite a while ago. Um, and he is the founder of Yako Boyan's Ministries and of many other things too. He has a two-page resume, which I'm not going to read, but he's done many wonderful things in his life. But the current uh, activity I want to talk about with him today uh, is his effort to fight sex trafficking, uh, children being sex trafficked, adult women or men, I guess, boys being sex trafficked. And the whole idea of fighting sex trafficking, you, know, you hear so much about it today. You hear all sorts of organizations are fighting it and trying to do different things. And Yako Boyens has really put his, uh, his heart and soul and effort into this uh, for quite a while now. He appears on all sorts of major shows being interviewed, explaining how he sees the problem and how we go, go about fixing the problem. So please help me to welcome to the show, Yako Boyens. Thanks, Debbie. Good to be here. Great to have you. So glad you're here. You know, I looked at your website and you have a really good um, little descriptor of what you do at Yako Boyens Ministries. It says, restoring lives and transforming culture to the character of God through exposing evil protecting the innocence of children, rebuilding families, and combating sex trafficking. That's, that's a lot to bite off. That's a lot. So I want to just have you start by saying, just overall, what is the, how do you, in your work in Yako Boyan's Ministries, how do you go about fighting sex trafficking, especially of kids? Yeah, firstly, with a, with a team. Look, it takes a team. And even, even the little things like the mundane things, like the website and what do we do, there's a team behind that that draft that. And that, that there's always so many cogs in the wheel that make it work, right? But there's 28 years of experience here of, un unfortunately, 28 years of experience of watching human exploitation and understanding how evil works. And really, the conversation is really a conversation. It's a Genesis 6 conversation. And if we don't have that conversation, and many in the fight don't, because they don't understand, then you're fighting the battle on the wrong plane, on the wrong playing field, and you won't be impactful. You won't, you won't move the needle. And it's really, it's, it's this war between Satan and God. And there's war between Satan's followers, his offspring, and the people of God. And that's what it's about. And, and it just so happens to be that sex is the most dangerous weapon on earth. It's not a nuclear bomb. You want to destroy a marriage? Mess with sex. You want to destroy a child's life? Introduce sex at age five, age six, age eight. And evil understands this. And this precedent that has been set, a documentary we're working on, we're laying that out. We lay out the precedent. And we show America that, listen, hey, do you know what happened in 1933? It's a marker. 
Do you know, and you're fighting it today, you know what happened in 1942, 45, 52, 60, you know, 1970. And people will say, well, I can't believe Dallas, Texas, you know, we got drag shows for kids. It just came overnight. It did not come overnight. It came on the hands, honestly, of the so-called silent majority watching for decades, looking the other way, because for the most part, we're complicit. You know, I love that point. It's a great, actually, I was going to start by talking about your recent um, episode down at the border, but I want to leave that to the side and, and really respond to what you just said. I told you before we started today, you know, and my conversation this morning, actually, with my husband about this interview, you know, you can arrest more people and set up stings, and, and, and I'm in favor. Get those people arrested and, and taken away. But until you get to the culture, until you get to where a broader swath of Americans is aware, outraged, willing to speak up, you're just, you're arresting the next group, but more come along. So how do you go about doing that in your ministry? How do you go about directing attention to and, and healing the culture? Yeah, and, and, and honestly, we were, in that, we were in that stream for a long time also about, look, just get the pedophiles, arrest the children. Of course, we have to arrest every single child, but you have to understand that's triage. And think about how a hospital functions. You rush into the emergency room with blood. You're bleeding. And, and they got to stop the bleeding. Suture it up, stop the bleeding. That doctor's focus is not even, it's just keep, uh, keep alive mm -hmm. and stop the bleeding. It's someone else's job out of the you know, ER, maybe in the ICU to go find the problem. Hey, there's, there's a, a ruptured appendix that we need to go fix. We only operate as a conservative movement in this country in, in triage. We're never outside of triage. We haven't been outside of triage as far back as I can go. We've got to go way, way back. We got to go pre-Civil War time. We've got to go pre-Martin Luther King. We got to go way back because even that movement, the movements we champion in this country, they go, that movement moved the needle. We still did not really address the real issue, the heart of a man. No paper, no document, no law makes a man moral or makes a man loyal. It doesn't. It's a conviction. It's a holy conviction to understand my identity is in fact in Christ or it's not. Amen. It's not in between. Yeah. There's no, this is as black and white as it gets. It's either in Christ or not. It's actually that gray, lukewarm area that we love to function in in this country, particularly as conservatives, where God says, that place I spew you out. So to address this issue, you've got to go to the root. And so over years, we said, okay, whoa, this is not going to work. You arrest El Chapo, the guy that steps in, thanks you. Yeah, there you go. I've yeah. been waiting for years for that man to be removed because I've got more nefarious ideas. Right. So, so it can't just be arrest and rescue. It must be, okay, how is evil attacking America? Why is the family under, uh, under attack? Why are they asking what is a woman? Why are they ostracizing men? Why are they pinning men against women? And Yaku, that got to do with trafficking 100%? Because it all renders the child more vulnerable. It all renders the child defenseless. So if you really want to fight trafficking, fortify the nuclear family. Bring the dad home. I love that. I will tell you, uh, there was a little clip that I believe we have. Um, we do have. Okay. So this is an amazing thing. You mentioned uh, in your remarks a moment ago about drag queen shows, and they're doing it in public schools. 
and there was one particular one that was going to be happening, and someone happened to uh, go in with a camera and interview someone, a mother who was bringing her children, and just asked her, you know, do you think this is harmful to your kids? I want to play that clip, and I don't know, uh, my happy producer in there, if you're able to make the clip show on the screen behind us so our audience can see it also. Can you do, oh, great, okay. I want you to listen to this clip, watch this clip, and then we'll talk about what impact this mother's thinking is going to have on her kids and sex trafficking. I mean, I'm a little more, uh, I'm not as conservative, but I mean, really it's not any different than, I mean, Disney and Disney, they, they have similar things. Like it's really not that far from it. I had sex with my father's boss in my father's office. Really? Honestly, like I'm body positive. Do you find this to be age appropriate for children? Do I find this to be yeah. age appropriate? For my child, yeah. Hello, are you reaching for my titties? Are you hungry? Do you mind me asking how old she is? She's 12. 12. Uh-huh. She's she knows about sex and I mean she doesn't see sex. Yeah, well, I mean she kinda sees simulated sex in the show. She goes to school, she sees simulated sex all Okay. For our radio listeners, I will tell you that what you were seeing very quickly is these two moms being interviewed, bringing children into what they, they knew was going to be a drag queen show, little clips, just tiny snippets, and I, I cut out much of the unbelievably grotesque things on stage, but there were simulations of men having sex, simulations of the most intimate human actions, and these women are bringing in their children to watch. So let me turn back to you, Yako Boyens. Yeah, so this is yeah. like, they think they are... The, they're kind of cutting edge. They are beyond um, provincialism, and they're doing what is really the modern thing. And just talk about how much, what's your reaction, how much it, how it feeds into the problem we have in our society. Yeah, the lady who did the interview is Sarah Gonzalez from The Blaze. Oh, okay. And that's Sarah. And Sarah's a dear friend, uh, and we discussed that at length. Uh, I want to I flip it on you just a little bit. The mother that's taking her daughter to that show is a broken vessel. Hurt people hurt people. By a mother dragging her child and, and dispose, exposing her child to that kind of grotesque sexuality, it is really a mother's cry for help. She's a broken vessel. Society has now opened up the doors to the playing field, and society in America has now told those moms who used to hide in obscurity, who used to do these things in the shadows, they've now told them, do it in public. We'll support you. That mother is desperate for attention. She's taking her child. She wants to be interviewed. She wants the wow factor. She want, Look, Tom Cruise said this. Spell my name right. Spell my name wrong. I don't care. Just talk about me. That's a mother that wants a, she's desperate for affirmation and attention. And she'll use her child. Well, that's no different historically than child sacrifice. That is literally how you gain access to the dark world is child sacrifice. That mother is so desperate for affirmation and love and belonging that she will sacrifice the future of her own offspring. But she doesn't see it that way. She doesn't think she's... She, she doesn't know. She doesn't she know. She doesn't know because culture and society tells her this is groupthink. And it, all through COVID, people with masks and all these things, and I say, guys, you're missing the point. It's not about the mask or the vaccine. They don't want you to think. Right. Amen. Yeah. They don't, they want to think for you. Anthony Fauci's role was, I'll think for you. It's not even about the mask. It's don't think. 
Don't connect with God. Don't have intuition as a woman. Don't listen to your radar. Don't listen to the voice of God. Turn all that off. Don't read the Bible. We'll read it for you. Hello, Catholicism. Right? We'll do this for you. We don't want you connected so that you may step into conviction and maybe go, listen, I was abused as a child. I need help. I can't pass this generation on to my child because society is telling them today, no, that's normal. Live your dysfunction. Live it. Don't, don't get healing from it. Live it out. As a matter of fact, pass it on to your children, right? And it is so hypocritical, and, and we're spiraling out of control because of it. We certainly are. And back to those moms, I, I'm glad you're making that point, because any mom who was uh, rooted in Christ, loved her children and her marriage, her husband, you, all you want for your kids is a sense of clarity about their goodness, their value as God's child. You want the connection to the scriptures, and you want them to go up to, to value themselves. But you're taking them into something which is making a mockery of, of the beauty of womanhood and, and the, the notion of adult responsible human intimacy. They're, they're making a mockery on the stage. And yes, you can feel sorry for the mom or feel like she's troubled, but it's a society wide problem that is it's why drag queen shows are in schools why is you have to battle schools to keep young children out so i mean i'm kind of repeating my question but how do you do that and i'm not you're not the only one who's responsible how do you yeah, do no. that look debbie i'll say and people ask me yaku where does it end it doesn't satan doesn't self-correct it, it, you'll see cannibalism in the streets and they'll celebrate it it doesn't end he comes to steal kill destroy this is not a game and unfortunately, America the addict, and America is an addict. It's a sex addict. America the addict has not hit rock bottom yet. And you and I would say, this is rock bottom. Dragging a child, having children, paying strippers, taking money, walking around, you know, abusing children. We are Sodom and Gomorrah, modern day Sodom. And we, surely we've hit rock bottom. And America is not, she is so confused. She's blinded. We need the scales to be removed from her eyes. So how we do it is literally like this, by bringing truth to people and bringing context to the truth and make it personal. It can't be a pro oh, it's out there. Oh, I haven't taken my kid to a drag show, so you know what? It's not that prevalent. No, one is too many. I was asked this morning on a different show, Yaku, how do you stay in the fight? How are you a father? How are you not perpetually angry? And there's times when I want to really, I mean, you feel like you want to hurt people. The only way I've come to the conclusion of doing that is you're doing it for one. We fight for one child. Because then when you rescue one child, you have hope. It's working. It's working, right? It's, it's that whole starfish, you know, the girl on the beach with the starfish syndrome. Well, I saved that one. Because if you don't have that one perspective, you actually don't have God's perspective. I'll leave 99 for one. The shepherd leaves the flock and goes find the one sheep. And it's because of this. Because if you look at the global problem holistically, it's overwhelming. And then Americans, unfortunately, want to just take the problem and say, uh, White House, fix it. Oh, Trump's going to fix it. No, he's not. No president, no president. I don't, you can revive Abraham Lincoln. No president fixes the heart of a man. He's not. This is an issue where Americans have to take this personally, although it hasn't touched their families personally yet, touched my family. But they may have to make it a personal conviction to say, this is not okay. I can't be part of a country, a people, where we are going to, in any shape or form, bring tolerance to do what God calls an abomination. What is wrong. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah. You know, on the note, this um, this particular video we played was uh, related to a show I did recently. It was talking about the activism of parents, and they parents go in and they try to say, you know, they're on other issues like we don't want the CRT agenda or 1619 project, but we basically don't want you sexualizing our children. We don't want to have discussions in young grades about things that these kids aren't ready for. We don't want you to encourage them to consider themselves possibly transgender. We want you to just do school. And what I found, uh, I, I find still astonishing is you think that kind of thought that would be okay with sexualizing children is in a tiny pocket of perverse, confused, deranged people. But parents are finding when they go to public schools in, in areas like here in North Texas, there is a defensiveness on the part of the teachers and on the part of the administration kind of telling the parents, we got this, mind your own business, stay out of it. So this ugliness of culture you're describing, this celebration of what, what can only be described as satanic, it has taken hold and is, it appears to be the majority view, at least in some school districts, among the school board people, among the administrators. So is that part of what you do? And, and isn't what the schools are doing a huge yeah. part of the problem? Huge. And, and we, we wrote a bill, uh, House Bill 3702 in Oklahoma, that's now circulating in 13 states. And we're hoping to get it in Texas, particularly to eradicate school curriculum, digital and library curriculum from pornographic material. And it comes from the obscenity exemption statutes in 1970s which comes on the work of Alfred Kinsey, which comes on the work on the work. Mm -hmm. So it's a long process. This didn't just happen overnight. The problem we're facing though is this, we're all sexual beings, all of us. And if you present an option to a human being to be immoral, they're going to explore it. It's the fallen nature of man. So Satan understands what happened with the fall of man because he was there. He was the one who enticed Eve. He understands the power of a woman. Satan understands what a woman is. Trust me, he knows. He knows women hold influence. He knows that if you take the woman from the influence, so they'll self-exploit. So they come into agreement that, yes, a man can bear a child, which he cannot, or we need to give 12-year-old boys tampons. When you get the women to champion that movement, your society is toast. You have completely devalued the women. So in the schools, you'll find this, that over time, by process of selection, like they select the county judges across this country, they've allowed people to gain seniority on committees and boards who are of that group think, who are deviant themselves sexually, who wants to promote this, like the premier of Canada at the moment, who wants to lower the age of consent to 14, because he himself is into child pornography. So, so they've selected and elevated these people over time by process of selection. And they know that they've placed them in a position of influence. But I'll say this, they also know that the majority of the people that's going to go fight the Plano school board or the Frisco school board, you know, in the, in the upcoming months, that most of them are complicit, that most of them won't really, they'll go and fight a school board, but will that wife go home tonight? and go have a real conversation with her husband and say, hey, is there sexual immorality in our home? You know that we've now tracked 100% that if a child has nightmares in a home, okay, that one of the two parents watch pornography. It's I a fact. There's that. a direct correlation. Wow. If a child has a recurring nightmare, falling, running from people, that recurring constant nightmare, one of the two people 
in the family, the parents watch porn. You've opened a gateway to your family. Satan is less interested in the 45-year-old father. He's very interested in the six-year-old child. He's got a legacy and generations to corrupt that child. The 45-year-old guy that's quasi in the church that's watching porn, he'll attack that guy. But that head of the house opened a door that no man can shut but God, and Satan will take it. And so there's real tangible things we can do in this culture by educating people say, hey, if you do this, this is going to happen, right? So you're educating parents, adults, men and women, mm -hmm. about the consequence of porn. I mean, that's one thing you're advocating. The consequence of porn isn't just that it gets you off track in your marriage, it gets you off track in how you're thinking about your family, but it's actually opening the door to harm your children. Because I do 100%. think most people think it's just... They think it's okay if I do it, but they're not too worried about what's doing to their kids. So I, okay, but I want to go back to the schools for a second. Your analogy or your point about how the schools is kind of self-selective, so they continue to allow people or the people who gain position, gain authority, move up, are they're looking for people to validate who are like them. It is a little bit of a sidetrack, but it is very much what happened in the universities when 100%. communism and mm -hmm. socialism became the norm. And we used to say, why are the kids come home from college all liberal? Well, it wasn't like it didn't happen overnight, but the, the communist ideology got a hold of the universities and they hired their own, they promoted their own, and then they referenced their own, referred them to other jobs, and pretty soon it was overtaken Honestly, while well, most Americans were asleep at the wheel. So you're saying it's the same kind of thing. That same 100%. Same thing's happening in the church. How do you get a whole denomination? How do you get the whole Methodist denomination to now fracture, split again? They're splitting yeah. as we speak. And the split is 100% based on what? Gender fluidity. Yeah. In the church, you by process of selection, elevate certain people. The Ivy League schools would say, hey, this professor... It takes a pretty hard... What did they do to Jordan Peterson? Ostracize a guy. Why? Jordan would way. never rise through the ranks in the university structure of Canada to, to actually influence curriculum. They won't allow him to do that because they analyze his life, his lifestyle, his marriage, and they go, this guy, mm -mm, you're not moving him up the ranks because he won't comply. He won't comply. He won't, he won't dance when the piper is calling, right? If, you're if you are thinking for yourself... This is not even about Christianity. This is just logic. Logic has left the building. This is just truth. Is this blue or is it not? Because if, if a child can pick a gender, then I can change this color. Then, then today we can say all red lights are green and people are going to die. Well, they're dying. You can't just change construct to society at random will. Some you don't touch and some you touch. Now the church is touching some scripture and some scriptures they don't touch. Now you find the church going, don't. Don't preach about, you know, you know, husband and a wife being faithful. Don't preach about two becoming one. Don't preach about, you know, sexual immorality. All sexual immorality is an abomination to God. And then you've got people having the audacity to say, well, Jesus never talked about sex. The Bible yeah. doesn't talk about sex. Are you, yeah. out of, you're out of your mind. So you select the people that you know you can control and you elevate them because they're desperate, because most of them were abused. See, this is how a predator works. You find the lost puppy and you feed him. Yeah. You find that broken lion and you bring him into, into the pen in the den. And after a while, you can feed him with your hand. That vicious animal, a lion, I'm from Africa, will, will go in a circus and stand on a ball. 
That's what's happening. Now, those people, those lions, are heads of society. They're leading government. They're deep in the Republican Party in the Senate, in the House, on the left. It's uniparty. I say Democrats, too, not just Republicans. It's yes. uniparty in yeah. D.C. It's uniparty. There's very few that's not. So be careful. Watch society, uh, who they elevate, and then ask serious questions. Hey, this guy just got promoted. Why? Did he get promoted because he's an independent thinker, because he's strong, because he's pro-family values? And you're going to find, no, he's the opposite. Why? Why is he elevated? So we can control him because there's a bigger, narr bigger narrative. You know, it started in 1933. We signed the Humanist Manifesto. Americans don't know this, and this is in our documentary. American public education is 100% undergirded by Joseph Stalin. Stalin wrote the manifesto for American public education because Dewey went to Stalin as an American scholar and said, your education system is the greatest. So when did we fall in education? 1933. You see what I'm saying? I do. I do. So you don't fix this with four moms showing up at the school board. It's a takeover. It is a radical, radical demand on leadership to say, you're going to comply by the will of the people or we're going to remove you from office. Couldn't agree more. I have to tell you that there's a, um, I, first of all, I commend everything you do. I commend how many people, I think we had this conversation a year and a half ago when you were on the show or a little less than a year and a half, about the idea that there are so many Americans that, uh, to me, my percent, perception, America is mostly filled with really good people. It's filled with uh, moral people, people who follow the Judeo-Christian scriptures, who love the Bible, they love God, they want to live rightly. And I think much of what you're describing happened outside of their awareness. I mean, we're, now where people are awake, I mean, I think COVID helped wake people up. I mean, the, the aware, you'd have to be, you know, comatose not to understand what's happening with child sex trafficking. So people are waking up. So it really is, as you said, this are, it's a battle of good and evil. But I do see hopeful signs. I do feel like, I, I agree, it's never going to go away. We're not going to, you know, Satan's not just going to give up and, and go home or, or do whatever. There's it's always a fight of good and evil. But I see in some ways goodness winning, meaning I yeah, see of this. Course. Yeah, I'd love to have you, I mean, you see goodness winning in some battles in this in this time, in this issue, right? Yeah, and, and, what a, and define victory. Before, before I get there, your, your comment of, for the most part, you know, America self-proclaimed 65% Christian. I, I absolutely doubt that. I absolutely doubt that because it's not a badge. Is it a lifestyle? Is the word of God the absolute truth or is it not? Because we have 65% self-proclaiming Christian, and then you've got Arizona State University doing a test on self-proclaiming Christians saying, is the Bible the absolute truth? And 60% of them say no. So how are you a Christian, but the Bible's not the absolute truth? We've got a complete misconception of what it is to be a follower of Jesus Christ in this country. Now, let's get back to, for the most part, they're good people. You don't have to be a Christian to be a good person. Right. All right? Well, let me give you this. The only thing needed for evil to exist is for good men to do nothing. I don't care if you're good. Yeah. I, don't, I could not care less if you're a good person. I need you activated. We've got false activism in this country. Activism is not me on Instagram getting likes. Are you getting your hands dirty? Are you risking it all politically? Are you risking your social status, your, your, your golf club membership? Are you out there going, listen, I'm going for broke. That's when God says, oh, I'll cover you. 
You'll okay. walk. So there's hope because some are fighting that way. And then again, what is a victory? You said are the victories. You save one child, it's a victory. So there's tremendous hope. And I actually believe we can eradicate sex trafficking. I really believe we can. I must believe that. How can I not? If I believe that the Savior saves us all, even the pedophile, yes. But I'm telling you, mark my words today. Texas is going to have to lead the way for this nation. There's no other state that has the political will and the moxie to do it. Someone has to turn the light on in the lighthouse, right? So we don't shipwreck. If it's not Texas, it's not happening. I, I'm for that all the way, and I, I love hearing that. What I meant by victory is I do feel like this, the uh, rise of the acceptance of sexual perversion, sexuality of children, all that that happened kind of while we were asleep in the public schools, I think there are more people awake, and there are more people saying, yeah, I'm, I'm going to show up at school board not just once, but every week until this book is removed or this curricula is removed or this person's removed from their position, there are persistent fighters. And it's part of what is needed is not just this one time, one time I went to the school board and it was great. Yeah. It is a persistent fighting. But I do think there are more of them. And I, I, I don't have a measure of victory, but I, I feel like when people get so overwhelmed, and I do want to talk to you about the numbers, by the way. I want, don't get too far before we get the numbers, but there are people making progress because they won't shut up and they won't stand down. And I actually also think the sunlight, the greatest disinfectant, you know, the sunlight of truth, when people are exposed and you realize there was just a, I don't know if he's Prosper ISD head who turned out he had to resign because he had been arrested for and charged with uh, some kind of inappropriate conduct with no, a we child. Need, we need the Prosper ISD head to resign. It was the chairman of the board. Who, who looked the other way as a bus driver is sodomizing yeah. a three and a five-year-old, right? Yeah. Now, now, I want to take this as an example. The left have no religion. Their religion is their party, yeah. right? So they fight like it's their faith. That's why the ACLU will have 1,500 people show up and the conservatives will have 30. We need to bring our faith into the fight. This is for God. It's unto God. It's unto the kingdom of God. Because then, when a man starts defending his faith, and his faith is now touched by sex trafficking, his faith is now touched by sodomizing children, his faith is now touched by a president lying to the American people, his faith is now touched by abandoning a country that's supposed to be the defender of Israel. Now you'll fight. If you just fight the issue, you show up at the school board and then you get busy. They don't get busy. They don't have lives. They get paychecks from the government. They want to get mailbox money. Their life is evil. Their life is to perpetuate evil. I pray and wish Christians would fight the way that the enemy fights, with the same fervor and the same focus. You know, I've brought this point up on many different topics. The left, I use the term relentless a lot. They decide on something they're going to accomplish, whether it's abandonment of the border, destruction of the Constitution, whatever it is, they never stop. They persist and they persist and they persist. And our side, I think, is finally starting to realize that, that, that this is a battle for eternity. I mean, this is a battle because otherwise you will lose it. So uh, I want to turn. So, Yako, you have Yako uh, Boyan's Ministries, and, you're, and I love you're bringing a really, it's really an angle of thought that I don't hear expressed much. I've had people on who talk about they are helping the women once they've been rescued and all the kind of psychological, spiritual care they need, the psychiatric care, all that they need. And they have people talk especially about children and trying to help them get back on track. But getting to the root cause, the societal and spiritual cause, 
that is making this okay in our society, I, I don't hear many people talking about that. And I, I really commend you for that because it's like, if you arrest one person, great. If you change a culture to where people are awake and recognizing this is pure evil in our midst and it will destroy us, then they're going to be more in the fight. So I appreciate that. And I want, go ahead. I polled a bunch of pastors and it, we, we got lots of pastors that are friends. And I asked the pastors, so it's 15 of us that go on a trip every year. And these are strong guys. These guys fight. And I say, guys, why do pastors not address pornography from the pulpit? And they hum and haw. They take about three days to come back to me and they bring an answer. It's kind of a milquetoast answer. It says, here's the answer. They don't know what to do with those men when 50% of the church raise their hands. They're scared of it. They're scared of it. That was going to be so my guess. So now they yes. avoid it. So we have avoided the elephant. We've always, the whole thing of we didn't see, no, you saw. We saw. We did see. We just didn't think it touched us. We saw, we've heard, they've heard. And then media came and Liam Neeson and, and, and his work in taking said, well, it's not here, it's Cambodia. Well, don't look here. Hillary Clinton said, we've got no problems here. It's, it's, you know, Haiti. It's these other countries. But we saw, now people are going, people are telling me, you know what, now that I see, I realize that I've seen this before. Yes, you have. That's why God says, pray that the scales are removed from our eyes. A renewal of the mind. Get out from a spirit of stupor. We're under a spirit of stupor because we're drinking from this fire hose called media and it's God in this country. You know, and so they manipulate a little thing like they tell you fluoride's good for you. Yeah. Right? A whole movement. Hey, you know what? If you smoke, you're cool. Hello, Philip Morris. Killed millions and millions of people years later. So what are they doing to you now? If you take a child's rights, their sexual rights, because you're going to hear a new term come sexual agency. They want a child to have sexual agency. Yes. Okay? Yeah, I know. What are they? The answer is no. Yeah. Like when they ask me, Yaku, what is a woman? It's one with a uterus that can push a baby out of her womb. If you were not born with a uterus, you're not a woman. The conversation is over. I will not tolerate or engage in anything further than that. Because if I do, I give it merit. Right? Yep. Stop giving Satan merit. Yep. <laughs> On many topics, including this one, I've had that thought recently. So people, I think on the conservative side... We try to be reasonable, we try to be polite, and we hear these things that are crazy, and we spend too much time discussing with them whether transgenderism is a real thing, whether it's just kind of, you know, maybe they really are this way, and we need to help them, maybe we have to negotiate with them. And it, I think what you're saying has come to be, people come to realize on many topics, the answer is just no. On all of it, no. You can't talk about transgenderism in school. You can't tell kids they can choose their gender. And you're fired if you even suggest it. We have to have that absolutism on many topics because we lose the battle once we agree there's even a reasonable other way to see things on many things. Debbie, I want to be a man that walks where people can say what he says is rooted in the word of God. And if it's not, throw my words in the trash. Jesus himself goes and covers a naked prostitute. A woman that's known. She's brought shame to her family, to herself, right? He covers her and he does what? Draws a line in the sand. It's absolute. Cast your stone if you're without sin. I'm not going to negotiate with you on yeah. who she is. I'm not going to debate with you on her future and how I see her. Here's the line in the sand, right? It's time to draw a line in the sand. That actually is compassion. That actually is love. Scripture tells me if I love my child, I will discipline my child. So if I don't discipline my friend who plays golf with me, who watches porn, and this is not judging him, the discipline looks like, hey, John, 
brother, this is not who we are. Can I inform you? This harms children. It's not just you. Your child is going to pay a price. Your child may marry a daughter that was sexually abused and he's going to deal with hell on earth. You must depart from this. Can I help you? Can I bring resources to you? Right? If I don't do that, then you're complicit. So by default, we've seen the elephant and we've looked the other way. 100%. The blood is on the hands of the ones that have seen because they have not been the watchman on the wall. That's Ezekiel 33, 7. You can't get away from that. So you can spin this in. People can spin this any way they want to. You know, well, you need to be tolerant and kind. Whatever. No, it is intolerant. It is cruel to tell a transgender person that they should sexualize. It's cruelty. I'm willingly going to watch you walk yourself into hell. That's cruel. Why would I not say, uh-uh, line in the sand. I'm going to cover your nakedness. I'm going to cover your sin. I'm going to bring your accusers and say, you are not without sin either. Okay? Go deal with you. But I'm going to cover your sin. But then what's the next scripture? Depart from sin. Do this no sin more. Sin no more. Yeah. Right? Come on. What are we doing here? We're playing a game and we think we're fighting. We're not even on the battlefield. Satan's laughing at America at this moment. Going, dude, this is easy. This is easy. This is not hard because they don't know where to fight. Root cause, root issue. Love this. I did mean to ask you near the beginning, and I, we don't have to have a long discussion, but ballparkishly, what are we talking in terms of numbers? Of first, just children. Children, sex trafficked in America. I'm going to break it down for you because you're a Dallas girl. In Dallas, we have between four and 500 minors on the streets of Dallas sold every night. Sold every night. Sold for sex every night. 400 to 500 children. Okay. Dallas, Texas. Okay, now, Dallas. I want to just help you out here. And you know, arguably one of the most affluent cities in the country. Arguably the, the city that funds most of the Republican movement in the country. But also the city that just went blue like it's never gone before. It's happening on our watch. Okay? It's happening on our watch. We've had rescues four blocks from a sitting president's home in Dallas, Texas. It's happening on our watch. There's no nook or cranny where this is not happening because it's about sexual immorality. It's man to man, women to women. Fastest rising form of trafficking is moms selling their own daughters in our city, in our own city. So you're talking about half a million children. You talk about children, half a million children per day. Not new children every day, half a million new children, but half a million children in circulation being sold for sex in America per day. And 1% of the crimes reported. I'm sorry, where was the half million in what? In America. In America, half yeah. million a day. 1% of the crimes reported. One in three women sitting in this audience was sexually abused. One in three. One in five men in America said, you want to talk about a real debacle? Men never talk about this. Not seldom. The sexual abuse on boys and men, that is just silent. 83,000 lawsuits against the Boy Scouts of America. How did that happen? It's been happening. It's how Rome fell. It's how Caesar fell. It is. Okay, so, so, so it is here. It's in every neighborhood, every viewer's neighborhood, their school, their church. It's there. It's local. That's why I say they better take it on personally. Make it a personal issue before it's your child. There was a story out of Fort Worth, which uh, 
was, you know, right next door to Dallas. This was just uh, late January. Uh, there was a raid. These were uh, trafficked women. They weren't children, but they were they were uh, sexually trafficked women in some home there that had been. They come from the border. I think even taken from the border up here. And the people arrested. There was a sting, and it was a bunch of different police departments that came together, sheriff's departments. There was a sting. This one house. They arrested 46 people. In this commercial sex sting, including in this group of people arrested, a North Texas youth pastor, a high school coach, a volunteer firefighter. These are people that you would think, well, we're the good guys. I mean, they're, they're one of us. And so I raise that not to cause us to be just suspicious of everyone we ever meet, but I mean, the, the picture you have and I have had is just, these are really deeply depraved. You'd know it if you saw them. These are terrible people. These are people who are get hired as a youth pastor. And, and parents obviously happily drop their kids off, a little Johnny and Susie off to go to the, uh, whatever it is, you know, the Luther League, whatever they have in their church. Well, uh, and I've never actually said this ever. It just came to me now as I'm sitting here, because I'm sitting here praying. I'm asking God, Lord, show us things. Let me, let me say something that just came to me. If the Antichrist would look a lot like Christ, if he would be attractive, not just physically, but what he has to say, what makes us think Chester the Molester is not going to be attractive? He's going to blend. What, makes, it what makes us think that Chester the Molester is not going to be attractive? He's going to blend into society. He's going to be a little league coach. He's going to because if you want to sodomize children, you don't become a park ranger right. in the desert. Yeah. You have no proximity to children. So parents whose kids have activities, they should particularly pay attention. And yes, I'm going to say it. They should profile the heck out of people. 100%. Why? Because God says, by their fruit, you will see it. And it's time that, because they've never looked there. They've looked at, you know, Sheriff Skinner from, from Collin County says, it's not Chester the Molester. It's not the guy with the mink coat and the gold teeth and riding the Cadillac. It's not Hustle and Flow the movie. It's not what Hollywood wants you to believe. Do you know the average, the average male, and it's mainly men who buy sex in America, okay? The numbers are moving, though. It was 95%. Now we're at like 70s. A lot of women are buying sex now. But the, the number one person buying sex in America is a father of two, married, father of two, that earns median or upper income in the United States. It's not who people think. They hide in plain sight. They've blended into community. This is not the guy, skulky guy that looks like, yes, there's some of those people. But it's so prevalent because they can hide in plain sight. They move and operate, and then they're protected. Now let's talk about corporations that go, dang it, there's a sexual harassment charge against this guy in the company. Squash it. Do you know we've a $150 million fund in the U.S. Congress to squash sexual harassment claims? It should be the reverse. There should be a $150 million fund to reward whistleblowers, to pay for the victim services, not to silence that tells you how far off we are. Hey, we've got a fund. We so know it's prevalent that we've got a fund that we're making the taxpayer complicit to if there's a claim that we're going to silence it by paying the girl off, having her sign an NDA. It's demonic, 100%. It is. Uh, you know, we have, uh, uh, you probably recall from last time you were here, uh, toward the end of the show, we um, have the opportunity to pass the microphone around. People can ask questions. We have a new rule. You have to stand up and get right there to stand and talk into the microphone. Do not mumble in the back row. You have to get up so, so we can hear. But anyway, we'd love to have questions while you're thinking of your question. 
Two things I want to say. One is I want to give you a chance to tell, talk about you led an event, I think it was January 21st, secure uh, down at the border, the southern border. And, you know, this is an issue that vast majority of Americans know about, that we have an insecure mm -hmm. border. And we have the poor farmers and ranchers down there have their property overrun. They're not safe in their homes. And they seem to get very little support from the, any government, federal or state. And so you led a movement down there. And part of it was tied to the fact that traffickers coming across the border, bringing women and bringing children, pretty much are undeterred by our current process. So I'd love to have you tell what was the concept of that day and yeah. how did it go? The, the, the process is so broken. To say we have a porous border is an understatement. We don't have, we don't have border, right. okay? We don't. And don't let the politicians lie to you. I don't care which side they are with the cameras. You go talk to the ranchers when they pick up dead bodies. So we're on this one ranch and we pray with this farmer. And she said, I want to pray for the spirit of death to leave my property. They found 44 bodies on her property, oh. 10 bodies recently in the last 12 months, four of them children. And we said, okay, Magali, we'll pray with you. And that culminated into, we're going to come host an event. And I asked God, what does it look like to bring God into the conversation of the border? Because there's over 27 scriptures of why borders are biblical. Mm -hmm. God created nations. And I said, well, God, if borders are biblical, what is it? And he said, Yaku, it's borders to bridges. Yes, a nation should have borders, but you build bridges of compassion. You go to those nations. You disciple those nations. You hold their governments accountable. You educate them. You take small business. You don't just tell the world's children, come here, we've got a safe place for you, which is a lie, Joe Biden. Thank you very much. So this was an opportunity to say, we're going to come love on the American citizen that's absolutely forgotten. The sheriff that has four deputies that's covering 114,000, you know, uh, 14, you know, you know, miles, square miles that they've got to cover, and 1,400 miles in this direction and that direction, who doesn't have supplies for his deputies, but they're fighting cartel, and it's violent. So we said, okay, the community local, some of them may believe, may not believe in God. They're Spanish. Some of the people in this room went with us. We're going to go love on Americans. This was not for migrants. This was for the American population. Um, Patriot Mobile stepped up big time, Glenn Story said, we're in 100%. Could not tell you the example that they are setting. Mercury One, Glenn Beck, Suzanne Grishman said, we're in Operation Barbecue Relief said, we're in Upper Room Church, Storehouse Dallas, and we went down there. It was a worship healing conference, and I'll tell you what happened. We had this conference. There's 15 accounts of miracles happening, okay? There's people who gave their lives to the Lord. There's people who said, I've never voted. I'm going to vote. There's people who said, I've never felt this loved. Law enforcement received food at their place of work who couldn't come. It, it radically shifted a community. God did that. But I'm standing on stage and I'm praying. And I said, God, what's really happening here? And he said, Yaku, I split the ground open and I'm planting a seed. And Satan can't steal this seed. We're going to change this place. So we've now adopted as an organization, Eagle Pass. We've adopted that community. We're going to go back. We'll be back there next year. And it's going to be bigger and better. And it's worship and it's music. And I wish you could have seen it. I wish you could see people weep, worship and weep. People come, actually, some people came across the border mm. legally that heard the music and said, we heard, we had to come. A woman came across the border who had cancer. She was healed of cancer. And her name is Chata. These people, the testimony is like nobody loves on the American on the border because what Americans don't know is the cartel basically runs both sides of the border, 100%. And the farmers are, are rendered defenseless. They don't have help. Their property is being damaged. They fear for their lives if they're older ranchers. They get knocks on the door 2 o'clock in the morning. 
with cartels saying, charge my phone, feed me, give me water. Now, this is a, this is a real problem. And they truly have been abandoned by all forms of government leadership, state and federal. And the sheriffs are the champions down there. Yeah. The sheriffs are the champions. They are fighting. I mean, Sheriff Coe and, and the sheriffs who worked down there, like Skinner in Colin and, and Weyburn, you know, in Tarrant, these sheriffs, I've learned that if you want to get a job than an American law enforcement, go to the sheriffs. Love that. Okay, one well, quick thing, as you're getting ready, um, someone has the microphone over there. There you go. Um, I would tell you something else that was uh, very interesting for all of our listeners. If you're in, the, in North Dallas, there's an event tonight in Frisco, and I believe I sent the flyer. Yes, we do. There we have it up. Okay, protect our children. So uh, we're speaking today with Yako Boyens, who is uh, Yako Boyens Ministries, and he's doing an event in Frisco tonight. And I meant to print that out. Don't, do I have it printed it out? I can't read it from here. But it's at, oh, there we are. How about that one? Okay. <laughs> so it's tonight. Um, and it's at 6.30 at Frisco Hall, uh, which is on Independence Parkway in Frisco. Uh, this is featuring Yako Boyens, Protect Our Children. And it's a community gathering. Um, just talk about what they can be doing. What you're going to talk about tonight, what they can be doing to help. Is that right? Yeah, I want each community to take ownership of their community and stop waiting for politicians to fix it. Take, take the community back. God says I'm a redeemer. Redeem means buy back. Take it back, right? Because we forfeited. So we, it's yeah. So Frisco tonight is going to get an opportunity, and we're gonna we're gonna send a call and a cry out to them to take the community back, and then it's on their hands. If they do, they do. If they don't, there will be a price to pay. Anyway, I love the idea of getting people activated, and I love that you're there talking to them and telling them what they can do. Because I will say, we, I know you have a question. I will say, I think a lot of people, they may have had an abstract idea about this issue five or ten years ago. But nobody paying attention is oblivious. They do know something really bad is going on. Uh, you bring an element which is extraordinary to understand the kind of emotional, psychological, everything that's happening behind the scenes that gets us to where the, the just the spiritual depravity gets us to where we are today. And, and talking about you can't just keep arresting people. It's kind of like the drug thing. You can't keep arresting drug users, but you've got to help people understand and get to where they realize they don't need the drug. They're, they're, they're whole by themselves. Okay. Sorry. Please go ahead. Um, two things. I had someone sit in my, I have a business at my home, and she argued with me two days ago that it would never happen that we'd become a sanctuary city for abortion. <laughs> so I sent her the, the news yesterday, and she goes, I'm shocked. And I said, you need to talk to everyone in your church. You need to talk to everyone. And the other thing is, I don't think we realize that the cartel realizes that they can only sell drugs once, and they're gone. They can sell a girl and a boy all year long so they get money 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 and the other thing i wanted to say is all of you dig into your wallets and support this man because he's doing work well, not, just, your mouth, your mouth. not just here he's doing work internationally and follow him because we've got to get behind him with money and support and we've got to use our mouths Thank jesus you. said speak up we are empowered with our speech Thank you, ma'am. Amen. There was another hand. There you go. Yaku, I, uh, I really appreciate everything, everything that you're uh, doing. And uh, you know I'm a big supporter of you. Quick question. I want for you to address uh, Super Bowl as it's coming up this weekend and how it's tied to human trafficking. It's not just Super Bowl, but because it happens to be Super Bowl weekend and how these big events attract human trafficking. 
Yeah, that man that just spoke is a brother. I've got the absolute highest regard to that human being. He has served our nation. So do we. Yeah, Mr. Avila is, is literally took three bullets for this nation in Mexico, and, and we need those guys. We need to champion those guys that, that will literally go into a firefight. And, and he's right. Uh, the Super Bowl is the number one. The pimps and predators call it their Super Bowl. Oh. And they speak, they speak blatantly about it. And so we're tracking a bunch of people at the moment. They're moving, they're moving in from Alabama, and they move. It's like literally it's, they're, going to, they're going to the Super Bowl because they understand that the American male, when he goes to Vegas, he does things that he won't do at home because there's a motto, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, what happens at the Super Bowl stays at the Super Bowl. It's a week-long party. They go and they buy sex. That's just a fact. It's the number one event. Yeah, the World Cup soccer. Whenever people move, predators move in. So now think about the migrant crisis. Of course, people are being sold for sex. Do you know that we're tracking spike in human trafficking during a drought in Honduras in the coffee season? When the coffee farmers, the coffee workers move from one plantation to the next, there's trafficking spikes. When people move, they're what? They're unstable. They're not stable. They're not rooted. When a guy is not at home, He's going to, if you entice him, his inhibitions go down. You know, it's a heightened mode. So this weekend, Sunday, is the number one day for children being sold for sex in America. And I have not had the NFL have the moxie, not one time, to stand up and actually, as a league, Roger Goodell, do something about it. It's NGOs that are going to go to the, you know, hand out flyers and fight tooth and nail. It's law-abiding officers like, you know, Mr. Avila. There's great law enforcement that's going to go fight, but they don't necessarily have the support from their superiors, you know, or from an administration. So the NFL is complicit. The NBA is complicit. You know, they would know. It's, they know the phrase, oh, it's a trafficker Super Bowl. And yet, are you seeing the NFL running ads? Are you seeing the NFL saying, hey, we're going to bring in anti-trafficking organizations. It's going to be on the Jumbotron. We, we're going to no, they are not. Right. So different reason. But but he's right. The Super Bowl coming up this week. So please pray. As we're sitting here, it's cozy. I got a jacket on and I've got luxuries and it's so fun. You know, it's actually despicable, to be honest with you, how comfortable we are. When right now, as we're speaking, there's a 12 year old that's being sexually abused as we're speaking. And her pimp and her predator is having her in transit and she's going to the Super Bowl, but she's not gonna see a game. No, she's gonna see a bunch of men. And she's gonna see them in a, in a shady motel room, in the back of a car. And, and the fact that we're a nation that can say, if that was just gonna happen to one child this Sunday, look, I'm really containing myself here. To one child, we should say, oh, hell no. Tens of thousands will be raped Sunday, tomorrow, at the after parties, okay? Some of the players may engage. Some of the coaches may engage. The leadership may engage. This is disgusting to a level where I praise God every day that he has not yet rid the earth of America. Yaku, we've become a society where there's no negative consequence for bad behavior at all levels, from the family, to the municipality, to the government, to the church, etc. How do we reconcile that with the ability to change cultural 
culture in that respect? I, I, it's such a good question. People ask me this question and I go, have we lost two generations? Have we really lost them like lost them? Have we lost the millennials? And that's a blanket statement. And, and we've got millennials in our organization that are amazing. They're not lost. Becca and Rebecca. But, but have we lost them and have we lost Gen Z? And I tell you, potentially, yes. Potentially, we've lost them, you know, to, to be fighters. So now you got to look at the new generation. You got to look at the 15 and under. And we better. Why do you think they're coming for the 15 and under? It's the next generation. We better go and have real kitchen table conversations with our children about why consequence is biblical. And if you haven't done this in your home as Dallas parents, because maybe money is not an, an issue or whatever, and it's just easier to pacify your child. I'm not judging you, but stop. You are doing them a disservice. They're going to fall. They will not stand for the First Amendment, Second Amendment, Constitution, Bill of Rights. They're not going to vote. They're not going to defend America when they're 18. They're going to live to survive because they'll be so broken and compromised that they won't be able to fight for someone else. So you've got to go have real... Lauren is here, a friend of mine. I'll pick on Lauren. Go home tonight and sit, sit the boys down and say, Boys, this is why consequence matters. We have to literally go rebuild our society, right? And say, we must hold people. And then hold yourself accountable because your children are not going to believe that accountability works if you're walking, the dad smoking, telling your son cigarettes will kill you, don't smoke. Okay? You need to walk in accountability and then say, okay, we got to sit. My kids, my daughter tell me yesterday, dad, I want that $20. I said, earn it. She's five. And then... <laughs> She's five. And, and, and then she said, how do I do that? Right question. Let me teach you. Earn it. There's no free lunch. There's no, you don't get a medal for second place. You win or you lose. My other daughter said, Dad, tell Elira it's my turn to win. I said, doing what? Running. I said, run faster. <laughs> Not going to buy into this. Everybody gets a participation trophy because we're making our culture so weak. Our men are neutered. Women, start speaking into your men. Call them up. You don't want a weak man. You don't want a man that's an equal. We're helpmates. This is not a competition between men and women. You want strong men. We have a weak society because we have weak men. Go stand at the school board. See who shows up. 90% women. It's the moms. And Satan goes, okay, but that's a divided house. Yeah, bring the men. I, I'm so glad you both said I'd love to have questions. Try to keep it really short. We're about the end of a time, but we don't, the studio is available, so go ahead. Okay. Um, I have an organization called North Texas Citizens Against Human Trafficking, um, and for over two years now, we have met monthly in Highland Village and held up signs, and I speak on a megaphone. Thank and we, you. We just help try to raise, raise awareness. It's amazing some of the negative things that people say. Once some, some, one time somebody reached out the window and yelled as loud as he could, F those kids. And I, I couldn't believe it. But, um, yeah, and he means that literally. I know. Yeah, I know. Um, you were talking about the, the bust of the 46 people. Less than a quarter mile from where we stand is where that coach was at. A year ago tomorrow, that same high school, there was a kid that, was, that went missing from Marcus High School mm -hmm. and was found at, uh, being trafficked in the colony. Um, same school, a quarter mile from where 
we yeah. Yeah. where we protest. And so a lot of times when we get those negative events, we assume that they're part of it or they're okay with the idea. But my question is, because we've had situations where people have come and said, hey, in this um, trailer park right around the corner, there's traffickers that live next to me and the girl from, the traf uh, from that trailer came to my house and wants help. Where do we send them? Because yeah. I reached out to a few organizations that I've kind of gotten to know and they said, oh, we'll call 911. Um, Traffic 911 said to call 911. Um, another organization said, oh, well, I've got a message in with Homeland Security. I've got, I've got a different opinion on that. And, 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 and this is controversial within the community fighting human trafficking. Just like every teacher is a mandatory reporter and they're told to call CPS first, I say you don't. Right. Listen to me right now. You call the sheriffs. Okay. And, and not Dallas County Sheriff. Okay. No. I'm in Denton. Are they any better? You, yes, absolutely. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. If the sheriff, the if the sheriff has an anti-human trafficking task force, he's a good guy, and they'll fight. We have police officers, PD, that are champions. Their leadership, absolutely weak. Dallas PD at leadership level, some of the weakest. The weakest. We don't prosecute pedophiles in this city, by the way, because you got Clay Jenkins as a judge. Okay, so you call the sheriffs. Yeah, call the sheriffs. Last thing, we're having our next one this coming Sunday. If anybody is interested in joining me, please. Thank come you for see your me. work. Bless you. Jacko, right ahead. Speak right up, right in the microphone. Jacko, I just have a quick question. I know that you have just spoken briefly about your documentary. Could you just give us? Um, a little bit more information Thank about that so and when that documentary is coming out. It's called Sex Nation. Why? Because I believe we've become a sex nation. 100%. Sex Nation will premiere. It releases March 23rd at 7 p.m. Uh, you are invited to come to the red carpet premiere in Dallas. If you are watching from afar and you can't make it to the red carpet premiere in Dallas, then you'll be able to watch it. You'll be able to stream it online. You'll be able to do a pay-per-view and that money goes to rescue and save children. Uh, so go to sexnationfilm.com and you'll learn how to watch that March, March 23rd, 7 p.m. worldwide release. And then it'll be available, you know, until Jesus comes back, you know. You know. There you go. <laughs> Jacob Boynes, I wish we had more time. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for being here. So appreciate, appreciate that. You. Thank you so much. And for everyone watching, thank you so very much for tuning in to America Can We Talk. You can watch this show again, and I advise you do that and take notes of what you learned in this interview. But our shows are always posted at our website, americacanwetalk.org. You can also go there to see past shows, past interviews, blog posts. Everything we do is right there, americacanwetalk.org. I also want to thank you for tuning into this show every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time. I love having uh, the opportunity to talk with you about Saving America. One week from today, our guest in studio will be Trevor Loudon, and you may know that name. He's a Florida resident, a New Zealand native, and he is the most tenacious, relentless seeker of exposing communism in America, not just the uh, ideology and the thinking, but the people working, the CCP, uh, Com Chinese Communist Party, people who are working in America, and the ties he will make between communists bringing their evil ideology to America and people sitting in the United States Senate 
a United States Congress will be enough to keep you awake at night. So with that, I hope you tune in next Thursday also to Trevor Loudon, and please tune in every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time to America Can We Talk, where I always talk truth about America because America matters. And I will talk to you next time. Can we talk truth about America? Can you hear-